All right, everybody, it's official. The new best hat simulator out there is Google Hangouts. This is 8-Bit, episode 26. Bang em and hang em on Sunday, March 3rd, 2013. And now you're on roll, sir. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Deck with guests Caleb Buck and Elliot Waters. No longer TF2, it's now Google Hangouts. Are we Dirty all in agreement? Liar. We are the new Team Fortress 2. We don't I have agree. unusual hats, if you though. Saw my, if you saw my loadouts, you would not agree with that. <laughs> well, nobody sees your loadouts because nobody cares, Caleb. I have an engineer with purple hair and a purple beard. You can't beat that. Uh, I bet I can in Borderlands. Oh. Borderlands 2, we all have Vikings loadouts. Dang it, they are falling. Yeah, I can't see a thing in this helmet. I can see plenty of things. <laughs> can you see into my soul, Morpheus? Yes. <laughs> Let's see, miscellaneous light. All right, my head's getting hot. I'm taking all these off. Your head is always been hot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That was really creepy. <laughs> all right, so... As uh, as you can probably tell, we have not one but two guests today. Where? Yeah. Their names are Caleb Buck. Hi. That's, and, that's me. And Elliot Waters. Hi. I'm not here. Now Caleb's been on the show before. He of course is my brother, and uh, he was yeah. on quite a while ago when I had both Jonas and Caleb on for. Why did I have you on again? Uh, you just wanted us there. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, we didn't really have anything real to talk about. Yeah. But today, we actually do have a reason for having you guys on, because the two yeah. of you bought and played uh, The Cave, and neither me nor Ian have bought nor played The Cave. Uh-huh. Yeah, we just got it for the TF2 promotional. Pretty much. You guys are pathetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, a, that's where I got my beard. What a great free-to-play game that forces you to buy other $15 games. Hey, it was on sale by, like, 10%. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. And then each of the items are worth, like, two keys, which is, like, $5 each, so... And and so, did, did you actually... Can you actually convert that to money, or...? Technically, yes. Well, uh, I mean, the key itself is not marketable, so... Well, now there's a Steam community market, so technically you could, but you could only get for less than in the store price, so... This is complicated. You could still so, make money off it, but not much. So, are, are you telling me that you could get more than, uh, what would that be, like $13.50 worth of stuff off of those items? Yes, I mean the the um the pr- the promotional we got from the cave is worth four to five keys. Okay. So four to th- five. So that times two point five is uh some number. Ten. That, yeah. Ten or and, and and that price it's gonna raise. Twelve point five. It's gonna get bigger. Yeah. It is going up. So are you saying are you saying that you will be able to just like sit on these and make more money off of them later, and this is just going to be how you make your money throughout your life, Caleb? I could theoretically do that, but why would I do that? Team Fortress 3. Do you know how much effort that would take? Don't tell Uh, them that we also pre-ordered Bit Trip Runner 2 because it had a promotional item. (laughs) 
Son, I'm disappointed. Well, I mean, yeah. I've been I've been hearing a lot well, of good that, stuff about Bit Trip Runner too. That, that, so. That's the promotional I was actually just talking about. The shoes are really cool. Yeah. Well, don't they give you rainbows behind you? Yeah. Well, I mean, unusual. No. 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 Then I mean, there, there is like the a rainbow. The shoes. Yeah, yeah. There's rainbow it, patterns on the back of the shoes. But it doesn't give you a rainbow. That'd be really bad. Because then they know where you went. <laughs> right. I mean, but the rainbow. So I think it'd be worth it. Yep. You'd be well, like maybe, maybe in, um, Especially uh, if you're sticky jumping. Maybe if it's in Pyroland. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. You'd be like a space unicorn. Yes. Because space unicorns go pika. Yep. <laughs> Stop it with the sound effects. <laughs> it was an appropriate time to play it. It was. It was. It was pretty perfect. Oh yeah, Buck. Yeah, me. Yeah. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a nightmare. <laughs> Usually it's two Ian's. Now I get to be the one who's confusing you. <laughs> oh no, my hat. So does that mean that we're going to have to call me Robert because that's the only one that I have that's unique? Bobby! Oh, no. I think you were going to say something. (laughs) Yes, I was going to ask if you were working at camp again this summer. I know, completely and totally unrelated thing, but... I have no idea yet. I'm I'm, I'm applying to a bunch of uh, National Science um, Foundation-funded research things at other universities... And if I don't get those, I might come in and work at camp. Good. That is if we can get you a job again. Exactly. Because I know the contracts were recently sent out because mm. Ewok texted me that she's Quadics again. Cool. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would want to work at camp again because I've, been, I've become quite attached to my desktop and leaving yeah. it behind would be terrible. Oh, you could leave it in our care. Uh-huh. We, we uh-huh, don't yes. That'd be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not that selfish, so I probably would. I wouldn't trust my younger siblings with mine. Well, your, your younger siblings are slightly different than mine. I could just, take uh, Just care a of little it. bit. I, I nope, hope you are not touching school job. <laughs> All right, so let's get the show on the road, shall we? Okay. First order of business... Uh, Elliot, since you've never been on the uh, on the podcast before, we have a uh, a little interview for you. Wait, I I don't think I actually took this interview. We can get your brother then too. All right. No, both, he he doesn't matter. Both of you. He he doesn't yeah. want to anyway. Okay. So first question is, how did you get into video games, Elliot? Go first. Oh boy. Um. I really don't have a good With the Nintendo 64. Well, yes, but I mean before that, I think... Uh, I think maybe my fondest memory of... Or, I mean, my first memory of video games may have been the old Jurassic Park 2 arcade machines. Oh, wow. Where you shoot the dinosaurs. Um, those were pretty good, although I was really bad at them, being like seven. I and probably would have. His cousin gave me his old N64, which had, like, uh, Super Mario 64 and all that good stuff. You know, it makes a lot of sense that you got started on Jurassic Park, because, yeah. I mean, back you in were the, the day, dinosaur man. you were the dinosaur kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. See, if I had done that, I probably would have ended up pissing my pants. Uh-huh. I told you about that whole thing with me in Jurassic Park, right? No. No. I watched it once when I was, like, four or five. Oh. Um, 
And I mean, I wasn't scared while I was watching it, but afterwards, I had nightmares for about a month. Mm. And so now my biggest fear in the world is dinosaurs, as silly as that sounds. Congratulations, you have a very nerdy fear. Oh, yes. Well, I'm pretty sure you won't be running into them anytime soon. And if I do, I know how to shoot. (laughs) Beware my shotgun, bitches. So, Caleb, how did you get into video games? Um, well, like, I think the first video games I played was the original Super Smash Bros. on Elliot's Nintendo 64. Are you sure? Really? I mean, like, besides, like, on the Game Boy Color, that doesn't count. No, what about computer games like Command and Conquer? I feel like we played, you know, the Disney Interactive, uh, well, Lion King, and all of those learning company I, I don't Rita Rabbit those ones. Video games and they Game were Boy fun. Totally, Game Boy okay, totally. And, and then there's like Revolt, and that that was. A oh fun. my God, Revolt! Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> so much fun! I still have Amazing. the soundtrack for it. <laughs> so okay, that that might have been when I really started, but. And then there's our our RuneScape phase. Oh man, oh. that was great. That was like fourth grade. Go away, ghost. That was a good episode, too. <laughs> yeah, for, like, fourth through sixth grade, I played RuneScape a lot. Made it up to, like, level 65. Speaking of RuneScape, I recently heard that they they brought back the classic servers. So, like, you know, as like as the game was in 2007, it is, uh, it's, it, it's being brought back online. Hey, I still played back then, I think. I wonder if that includes the Dungeoneering thing. Challenge accepted. What challenge? Exactly. Well, Ian and I are actually planning on going and uh, getting into RuneScape over the summer, just as a you know a funny side project, and we're gonna. Uh, I'll join you. Yeah. Me yeah, too. Perfect. Yeah, we planned this a long time ago, Ian. I, I <laughs> still know my username and password, so. Well, I made a new account like last summer because we all. Well, me, Caleb, Jonas, and Ben all had computers at my house, but they didn't all have the same game, so like, hmm, RuneScape. Excellent. Except my old account had been deleted. Mine hasn't been. I'm going to go log in right now. I believe me and Jonas went went into the wilderness and killed one of those greater demons. Or five. Caleb, you remember when we lured that person into the wilderness and, that was and we were like going to the kill day them? after the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't kill him. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, that was that was. I, I think I think he knew it, and he was just trolling us. Probably. Oh, didn't you guys have like a clan uh, cape thing? Yes. 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 The, the cape that we the cape that we bought Ian. from Ian. Yeah. You never gave me one. Although I like the other ones more. The one with the X and the really cool fringe thing. <clears throat> that, those ones are cool. Guess so what? Anyway, what's the next question? Oh right. Guess what? I remembered my password to my old RuneScape account. (laughs) And it worked? Yes. It lets you log in? Yes. Holy cow. You know what? I'll have to check mine now. Okie doke. Hey, Ian, you should ask them the next question. Okay. (laughs) What is your favorite genre? Shut up, Jonas. What's your favorite genre? Shut up, Jonas. <laughs> I like those games too sometimes. Hey, hey, he's whining about, oh, you're not going to RuneScape, are you? Blah, blah, blah. Jeez. <laughs> just, just ask him to do his Valley Girl. <laughs> then you'll be set. Anyway. I think Elliot was trying to answer the question before Caleb out, you know, had his <laughs> outburst. So, Elliot, 
what is your favorite genre? Hat simulator. No, it would probably <laughs> just be <laughs> it would probably just be like FPS in general, maybe. It's That's a quality probably, genre. Yeah, it's the majority <laughs> of games that I play, but Oh no, I'm I'm not trying to create a new account. Where's the what? No <laughs> Hey, Caleb. Caleb. What's what your favorite genre? favorite genre? I'd say probably RPG. That's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I've been playing a lot more Mass Effect lately. Mm, like so today. Which Love one are you game. on? What? I'm on the second one. Okay. I, I already played through my first three on the first game, and I'm on my first one in the second game. Returning Shepard. I haven't even finished downloading the third game yet. Hmm. Have you and have you downloaded the uh, the DLCs and stuff for number two? Most of them. Okay, because you you should go do those. Yeah, I, I think I downloaded all the free ones. Okay, but you know why would I go and get the other ones when I can just buy keys and such on TF2? Exactly. Uh, because no, do that. the Shadow Broker DLC is legit, and you really need to play it. But it's really cool. It's the Shadow Broker. Back me up here, Ian. I don't think I've played that one, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you are missing out. <laughs> later. I'll, I'll fill you in later. It was, oh, it, continue it was really to pull good. website. That's where it is. So, this next question is kind of along the same lines. What's your favorite game of all time? Oh, dear. That simulator? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but... Hmm, because I, I've, like, put them into different categories, like multiplayer, single-player, that type of stuff. But I'll just say one. He's like a deer staring into headlights. <laughs> well, well, you're, well, I'm, well, I'm well, debating, you're... like, Halo 1 or Super Smash Bros. Wow, Halo 1? I, I played a lot of PC on it. But there's no hats! Or TF2, of course. Well, that I've played the most of. I actually I look before. really cool in Mass Effect 2. Ian, you saw what I look like, right? Uh, have you taken any screenshots and put them up? No. Why but not? I mean, you were there when I was playing. The cool, uh, like, really dark red and black. Caleb, I can't remember anything. I just look for it online. I still need to get to ME2 with Tank. <laughs> I know, my Lucius Shepard is better. Ian, nope. you'd better remember how ugly he is. Oh my gosh, the weasel face. Yep, with the the like blonde hair and black eyebrows. Yeah, that was so cool. <laughs> and a black mustache, no goatee theme. Yeah, <laughs> really ugly. Really ugly. But you know, he gets all them. Never mind. He gets all that. Sure. <laughs> that that's not quite what I was gonna say. He got Actually, both Ashley and Liara. I've decided. I've decided that Chad's uh, motto is "bang him and hang him," <laughs> because what? he's yeah. Because <laughs> I I I have started being nice to people just long enough to have sex with them, and then I just you know am mean to them the rest of the game. F- you, Chad. It's so great. <laughs> oh God. I felt really bad about being mean to Tally, though, because I like Tally. Yeah, Tally's the best. But I I had to be mean to her, because it's Chad. Although I had to accept Legion into my party. I sold what him. What a bummer. You sold Legion. I sold him to Cerberus. 
That, that's what that's what Lucius is gonna do. <laughs> I may have screwed up my first playthrough of Mass Effect and killed Rex. <laughs> yeah, you probably you probably want to go back and do that again. Hey, Lucius did that too. Although he did that on. Well, I mean, I didn't do. Well, I didn't kill him, but um, Ashley did. Oh, like yeah, I was Ashley, trying, you bitch. I was trying yeah. to be Jeez. like we can work this out, and then Ashley shot him. What the heck? Yeah, you didn't is know that Ashley option, did that? Is there an no. option to shoot Ashley for that? I'm going in... I was playing this completely blind. In the third game, there's an option to shoot Ashley for that. <laughs> Sweet! <laughs> you know what's, what is the worst, though? So my third playthrough, my femshep. So she... Her quirk Husband. is that she goes for every single Krogan, and <laughs> grunt isn't a romance option. <laughs> it's, it sucks. I'm so sorry. And he he's such a never mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she likes that Krogan meat. Big piece of man candy. Big piece yeah. of meat. <laughs> this got weird really fast. <laughs> Just like you. Um So Caleb, what was your favorite game of all time? Um probably the Mass Effect series. I can't pick out any single game. But I really like Hat Simulator too, because I can, you know, play with Elliot. Mm-hmm. So this one was in a Hat Simulator. So that makes three of us whose favorite series is Mass Effect. Yep. Pretty much. Nice. It's not as if you know we know each other, or friends, or have like common interests or anything like that. What? Not at all. No. <laughs> all right. So my friends, final question for our interview. <laughs> then we'll be yeah. done grilling you and. Hopefully we'll throw you on a bun and toss some ketchup on you. Um, oh, I know my answer to this one. So, oh, you what said is it the game that you hate the most? Bit Trip Runner, but I can't stop playing. <laughs> oh. I'm stuck on level 111. It's like that crack or all that booze. I'm it's guessing the quality this of all good casual games. I hate yeah. it, but I can't stop playing it. I know, right? It's just like, give me two seconds. Okay, um, give me just a sec. I'm looking for my Steam stuff. Ian's mm. grabbing a something. I can't tell what he grabbed. It had better be a hat. <sighs> it is a hat. Just like this stuff. <laughs> Aren't you not supposed to have that? <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, this is a lot sweeter. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's true. I've had some really sweet white wines before. Those have just been with family. <clears throat> Ellie, you found anything yet? Um. Actually, I should put this away before you find the screen. Now, of the games that I haven't actually, or I mean, of the games that I've played, I haven't really disliked any enough to say that I've hated them, but I'm just give me a sec. Just say the Pokemon series. Oh, wait. No. Everyone loves those. Never mind. Exactly. I've gotten over them. <laughs> eh, I'm still If they made a Pokemon game for PC, I'd be all over that. But... They do the train card game. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, where you could actually control your Pokemon in combat situations. Mm. Let's see. Oh, I know one. Yeah? Uh, Alien Breed. What's that? Oh, I remember that one. I got it for free from the Steam uh, summer thing, and so I tried playing it, and it was just 
terrible Horrific. controls. And, uh... Uh, Decker, what's up with your screen? Yeah, I actually, I was, I had Alien Breed in my like two playlist because I had gotten it for free, and then I realized, you know, I'm probably never going to get around to this, and it's probably not worth playing either. So it's now in my no list. Yeah, no. That's probably one of the only games I've actually disliked. Hmm. That you've had that good luck then. Yeah. Either that or you pay really close attention to reviews. Yeah, I usually do. That's good. Because that's why we're here today. All right. I don't like spending my (laughs) money. Reviewing. Oh, yeah, we are. But first, before we do that, we're going to go over this week's headlines. Yep. As always. So uh, the way this works, of course, is we'll just alternate, you know, go in order of... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm just saying that for Elliot's benefit because he hasn't been here yet. Before. I have to actually look at stuff. Yeah, you have to look at the, yeah. the show notes now. All right, so Team Meat has finally revealed what Mugenics is. It is a cat lady simulator. What? The game is supposedly unlike anything that we've ever seen before, and they said that they wanted a game that feels alive, a game that creates stories as you play where consequences actually mean something. So basically, I have no idea what this game is going to be. Yeah. Like, over the last few months, they, they've been continually releasing little tidbits of information where, like, oh, yeah, you collect cats, and then you can, like, you know, make the cats fight each other and break, take them to beauty pageants and stuff, and it's like, well, I don't know what any of that means. Wow, that sounds oh, just I like thought, Pokemon. I thought you meant actual, like, <laughs> the ladies are cats. No, no, no. Nope, you collect all like... the cat. you collect cat ladies. <laughs> You collect cat ladies, not cats, just oh, cat man. ladies. I'm gonna have, I would so play that. Wait. I'm going to have like, nightmares about Khajiit now. Because, you know, I like mm. cats. <laughs> I like you know, Khajiit, though. That's when you have the real cat ladies. Alright, so who's on to the next one? Should I? Or? Yeah. Mojam is over, and nine game prototypes have been created. They include such gems as Nuclear Pizza War, Endless Nuclear Kittens, and Space Hulk. I'm noticing a cat theme here already. Do you think we'll be able to shoehorn cats into every single one of these headlines? I don't know about that. Oh my gosh. I regret saying anything already. (sighs) (laughs) But I mean, come on, it's just perfect. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) So, Telltale has teased more of the Walking Dead content that is supposed to come out before Season 2. Oh, sounds cool. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would too if I actually had it. It's a good game. You should go get it. Yeah, I know. I watched you play through some of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Without Bobby, the sound, though. Bobby, you're about as addicted to that as I am to catnip. So. Well, you know, <laughs> I do have to go through play through the whole game again because uh, I lost the save game files because they were on Vero <laughs> when I sold her. Oh, no. And that was, like, the one thing that I forgot to back up and get off of the hard drive. Oh, no. Oops. Oh, well. So now you can go through and make different Social decisions. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm going to go through and make the same decisions so that they were still meaningful. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm not going to cheapen the experience by, you know, gaming the system. I suppose. <clears throat> All right. Elliot, you've got the next one. I know. The PS4 has a lot more social features than the previous consoles, and we have Ubisoft to thank for this. 
They wanted Sony to give us all the features that are currently available on the personal cat. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. (laughs) And unexpected. (laughs) So, Death Inc. is exploring the possibility of co-op as well as a tablet version of the game, and they need more backers if their Kickstarter is going to make it, so everybody who's listening should go download the demo and see if you enjoy it. And, I mean, I, I thought that Death Inc. looked really cool, you know, so I went and backed it on Kickstarter, and I feel like a gamer hipster now because I did that. Do it up. You won't regret it. <laughs> Honestly, these puns are getting kind of out of pop. All right. The PS4 will be playable at E3, and the public at large will get a chance to demo the console before it is released as well. And we'll totally be at E3 to tell you our impressions of the PS4. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the ground, live. <laughs> Old camera crew and everything. Uh. So Sony is giving $10 of PSN credit for every $50. Apparently it's actually only forty nine ninety nine that you spend on subscript... Wait, no, on P- I, Yeah, shut up. On <laughs> PSN during the month of March. This includes renewing PlayStation Plus subscriptions. There isn't a limit to how much money you can make make back, so go crazy. The credit will be spent out, be sent Sorry. out by April twelfth. Caleb is dyslexic. Mm. Shut up! I I skipped the line. <laughs> ooh, 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 I see a cat behind you, Caleb. What? Right there uh, on your no, dresser. Uh, hi. <laughs> Get down here. Come on, cat. It's just stupid. It's a whole kit and caboodle of cat stuff. Get out. You couldn't save that one for the next one? (laughs) Oh, never mind. (laughs) It sounds like Microsoft will be announcing the next Xbox on April 26th, which means like, which which seems like a long time to wait for the cat after PS4 event. At least they aren't waiting until E3. THQ, you remember them? They don't exist anymore. THQ is preparing to sell their remaining franchises, and it, they, it should all be complete by mid-May. <clears throat> Which is, I mean, we already knew that they were no longer a thing, and yeah. that, you know, they're, they're all gone, but... The entire publisher is dead. And we'll definitely, I'll definitely be interested in seeing who uh, picks up uh, Darksiders. You know what I'll do? I'm going to put THQ into a box... That way I won't know for sure whether it's alive or dead. And that would be just perfect. <laughs> it's kind of late for that, I think. That's what you think. Oh my gosh, that was a Schrodinger's cat reference. Yes. Cat! <laughs> You're on a roll, sir. Oh, yes. You haven't seen anything yet. All right. EA is planning on incorporating microtransactions into all of their future games now. We can only hope that they will remain the types of things that aren't crucial to your ability to enjoy the game. Yeah. Like pay to win. Or if it's not, you know, multiplayer, just like actual crucial elements of the plot line or something like that, you know? Like that would DLC, be DLC, that should have been a full game. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, that. That would kind of piss me off. I don't think that that counts as microtransactions, actually. Mm. I think that's a separate category. You can buy an episode of 10 minutes for $1. <laughs> Ooh. There are so, 100 of them. So Remember Me Now has a, has a release date, June 4th. 
This is a little later than the May release that was previously promised. Remember Me is a near-future game set in Paris, and you'll play as Nilan, a memory hunter who can see and manipulate other people's memories as she tries to figure out who erased her own memories. And don't forget any of that. Huh. I see what you did there. <laughs> well, you're the one who said it, so you can totally take credit for my words. <laughs> don't forget any of that. <clears throat> I thought it sounded like a pretty interesting game. And I'll probably I'll probably buy it because there's going to be no other games coming out in June. Hmm. You'll have to keep a bit of a tabby on it. I don't know. I think that the only game I'll be buying soon is like Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen all the TF2 promotionals on that? Oh my nope. gosh. <laughs> Didn't I get that for you, Ian, for yes, like, yes, you did. Okay. And that's why, that's why I have a free copy of Bioshock, because it came with it. Uh. <clears throat> oh, yeah. All right. Oh, I actually have to do something now. Yes, mm-hmm. wake up. Riot has opened a studio in Sydney consisting of marketing, esports, and community departments. The studio will be supporting the Australian League of Legends community. Australasian. Which is such a funny word, I had to put it in. Yeah. Oh, That's probably that. why he skipped it, too. <laughs> EVE Online has been around for ten years now. That seems like a really long time, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they have 500,000 subscribers. The developers are planning a huge event starting in late April to kick off the game's second decade. Cool. What is that? EVE Online is an MMO. It's a space one. It has more to do with, like, commerce and, uh, you know, political backstabbing than actual combat. But they recently had a giant battle that involved, like, how many players was it again? It was a lot. It was, like, several thousand players. Wow. Though, I heard that they may move it in the next month. What, the event? None of you got that? No, I didn't. What? I said they may move it into the next month. Uh, I don't care. Uh, may. It's the next month. Yeah. Oh, that had nothing to do with cats? No. Oh, I thought that was a cat joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get a cat out of it. <laughs> Cheesy, and you're so thick. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, I was talking to Ducky. <laughs> Oh, I'm just too deep for all y'all noobs. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, this next one, big, big piece of news. Big piece of news. Go, take it away, Ian. Assassin's Creed 4 has been announced. Yay! Woo! It's called Black Flag, and it takes place in the, uh, in the Caribbean around 1715. It would appear that we will be playing as Edward Kenway Meow, who is uh, Haytham's father. Haytham is Connor's father, whom you play as during the prologue of AC3, is a pirate assassin. I bet he could kick ninja butt. No. Or as a pirate assassin, I bet he could kick ninja butt. Oh, Caleb, no. Caleb. Okay, so pirates and ninjas. They have eternally been at war. Yeah, now but now there's, now there's an assassin a ninja pirate. who's also a pirate. He could kick ninja butt. He's no. pretty much a ninja, though. Except he's not Japanese. Or no, yeah, so, but, he's, but he's an assassin pirate, so he can kick everybody's butt. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Fine. Right. So, it will be released on October 29th on PC, PS3... Uh, 360, Wii U, and next-gen consoles. Wow. The trailer was leaked where Blackbeard gives us his impressions of the new protagonist. More information will be coming next week now. All right, everybody go to the YouTube app. We are watching this trailer because it is awesome. Wait, which one? Uh, that one? Click on, click on the YouTube button. Yeah, okay. 
may contain content inappropriate for children. Oh, Jones, you'd better leave the room. Alright, lads. I'll give you Blackbeard's honest opinion. You ask me, can this new captain promise you a life of prizes, plunder, and adventure? Aye. For amongst all the gentlemen of fortune sailing these West Indies, he ranks amongst the most clever. There was a time when I thought myself the deadliest scourge of these seas. But this man is a fearsome dog that feeds out of trouble and turmoil. I seen him clear the deck of a Spanish galleon like it were nothing. Fighting like a devil, dressed as a man. And he's a canny one. Knows his way round every crag and crevice of these islands. So if his fortune and adventure you seek. And Captain Edward Kenway's your man. Only, don't meddle in his private affairs. For there's more mystery of that man than even I dare ask. So yeah, that was like perfect move on Ubisoft's part because one of the one of like Assassin's Creed Three, you know, wasn't my favorite in the series. It didn't really wow me the way I I was hoping that it was going to. But the one thing in the game that I without a doubt enjoyed was the sea battles. So mm. setting setting it in 1715 in the Caribbean as a pirate, perfect move. Perfect. Oh, and by the way, Caleb and Elliot, I think you're still muted. <laughs> now, now we get to wait for them to figure out how to unmute themselves. <laughs> they're doing that. I'm going to go. Okay, open got it. Door. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm still I won. Back. I gotta go open my door. Why was I muted? Uh, because you were talking during the video, and I wanted you to be quiet. Oh. So I think. Uh, let's see. What Ian went last, so I think it's Caleb next. Uh, yes. So, um, okay, it's that one. Aliens Colonial Marines was a pretty big disappointment, one that cost $50. AVP Evolution is a mobile game where you play as either an alien or a predator, and hopefully it isn't as bad. Even if it disappoints, it is only $5. Yeah, so I went and bought it, and my friend Sam, who is a big Aliens fan, uh, he also bought it, um... And I think next week when we have Sam on, we'll probably review that game as well as a lot of Colonial Marines. So we need to find a time to get, speaking of guests when they're coming on, we need to find a time to get my friend uh, Tyler on the show. We've talked about getting him on here a couple of times, but we still haven't been able to get that mm. to go through. Yeah. And also a time when we have four people, well, I guess she'd be by herself, but you, um, you, me, Alicia, and Kaylin, I think would be kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Time. <laughs> It'd be like a double date. Oh no! A double date podcast, double <laughs> co-op thing. Double, double, double date. 
And thus begins the full by style of video gameplay, or at least getting us out of our seats and swinging our arms. That's the Wii. <laughs> yeah, true. Someone has come up with a way of using virtual reality glasses, a Kinect, and a 360 degree treadmill to be able to play Skyrim in total first person. It's decently well. affordable, too. The only real downside is that it takes up lots of space and the motion sensing isn't perfect yet and may occasionally induce motion sickness. So, I'm excited as to where this is going to take video games. Yeah, being that I spent, like, all afternoon sitting here playing Mass Effect 2 and then realized that I had to go and eat dinner and then came back here and I'm now sitting here for a podcast, I think I'd do too much sitting. So I could reduce obesity and promote the video game industry at the same time. Murka. Murka. Sounds good to me. Metro Last Light has a release date, May 14th. Yay! Yay! CD Projekt Red are currently throwing around ideas for Cyberpunk 2077. One interesting concept is to have all of the characters recorded in their native language. And depending on how good your in-game translator is, you will get different translations now. Wouldn't that be really funny? Like, you're trying to have a conversation with somebody, and you haven't put any points into your translator, so it's just giving you, like, terrible results, and you can't understand a word of what they're saying. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. Okay, so a video, Aperture R&D, is an upcoming live-action comedy series on... How's that supposed to be pronounced? Machinima. Machinima, yeah. Machinima. Listen to this trailer. Alright, I'm adding adding the trailer to the YouTube thingy. So go to the YouTube thingy. Hey. We get to work with lasers now. I hate lasers. Sorry. It is morning, Charles and Nick. What's up, Betty? That's currently an unproductive question. You've never been married. I am married to my... Don't say work. I was going to say work. I miss you! Doesn't that look like fun? Oh my, yes. Oh no, I haven't been able to watch all of it because my internet sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I love it. Love being in college. I don't have to worry about that sort of stuff anymore. <gasps> there we go. All done with it. Dave Johnson here. Yeah, actually, that's the one person we didn't see in that video. Oh, I see. Yeah. That'll be funny. If he appears, that'd be wonderful. I think Elliot's trying to talk, but he doesn't know that he's not muted, or that he is muted. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I had made up the witty comeback thing, and then you never heard it. Anyway, Soren Johnson, not Cape Johnson, the designer behind Civilization Four, has moved to Stardock, the makers of Galactic Civilization. Ooh. It's a good day for strategy games. And Jonas. Agreed. Wait, if Galactic he's... Civilizations is the, well, not the best, but... It was pretty good. If yeah. Soren Johnson, yeah, is going to find a way to play it all the time? Ian, I remember that one ship you made that had, like, the best of everything. Yeah, but it wasn't very good overall. It I actually know. kind of sucked. But it could do anything, so you only had to make that. Yeah. 
Except that, like, I was putting so much faith into it that I, you know, only had, like, four of them total. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad plan. Um, so Tactical Intervention is coming out on March 28th. You may not have heard about this game, but it's a free-to-play terrorist versus counter-terrorist game, and it was made by one of the co-creators of Counter-Strike. And, yeah, so it looks pretty good, and it has, um, a lot of things that aren't in Counter-Strike. Um, that you would see in other games such as uh, uh, Tom Clancy's uh, Rainbow Six series. You know, you got repelling, and you've got. Uh, it looks like it's there's there's like a, there's a few parts where you're where you're driving cars and like shooting at people in other driving cars, and yeah, it looks really cool. Mission Impossible. <laughs> You'll never see it coming. Mm. But yeah. yeah. I'm probably going to try that game out. Of course, that's what I said about Planetside 2. Yeah. I actually tried the game out. I tried it out, too, when I got into the beta, but I I didn't fall in love with Planetside 2 right away. I mean, yeah. I, I got in, and then I was just sort of thrown in without being explained how to do anything. Yeah. It's a first-person shooter. You move around and you with shoot. vehicles. All the vehicles. The vehicles were the thing that I was the most excited about. There was supposedly some sort of transportation thing that I had no idea how to work. Oh, yeah. Just... A lot of stuff that the game that the game uh, developers had included, but didn't include any um, no tutorial level anything fine. for us to know how to actually do anything. I bet you can find that stuff online now. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to take the time to do that though. <laughs> so you'll take the time to do a tutorial, but you won't t- take the time to do your homework. <laughs> huh? Seems legit. I have to do my homework. No, no. When, when I say homework, I mean just do a little research beforehand. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Why would I do I've, that one? I've got a bad taste in my mouth from the game, kind of. So. That doesn't make sense. What? I just, it, it wasn't a very positive experience. <laughs> oh, okay. Was that because of the other people that you were playing with, or was that because no, of the just, game itself? I couldn't figure out how to do anything. Like, I was walking across... Just tundra plane, like, where do I go? Yeah, I gave up when I couldn't find any enemies and accidentally shot one of my own guys and kind of killed them. So. (laughs) Oh, that that reminds me of the time when I was playing RuneScape and I got killed by a mugger and I quit for like a month because I I was so mad. And then I, you know, went and made a new account. (laughs) You mad, bro? Wow. Yeah, I'm the only one of the three of us who still has, like, my original account. I don't think I've played RuneScape since I uh, since I gave you all of my items so that you would let me read Game Informer. Yep. And that was a good deal. That that rune armor was pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. Although I didn't use it that much since, you know, I'm ranged. Did Ian just shoot his computer with a dart and then disappear? Yes, yes he did. Wow. That was interesting. <laughs> So, I guess we'll move on to reviews now. Uh, you guys, uh, yeah, so you guys played the cave. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're back. back. Hi, Ian. Hi, Decky. So, what was that? I have no idea. It just suddenly said, this hangout has been closed due to some error. <laughs> it looks uh-huh. like you shot your computer with a Nerf dart and then just went away. No, I didn't. School job. You know I never shoot you. Well, what did you shoot then? I didn't. See, the dart's still in there. <laughs> right. All right. So, so the cave. You, yeah. So 
basically, it's like a, you know, side-scroller puzzle game. And you get to use, like, three characters at a time. There's seven total. There's the, um, the hillbilly, the adventurer, the time traveler, and four others. Oh, I got this. The knight, the twins, the monk, and the scientist. Yeah. So each... So each me and... Oh, that made no sense, Ian. <laughs> or not Arkham Asylum, Arkham Horror. I don't, I'm not familiar with that one. It's a board game. Don't okay. worry about it. Okay, so each character has its own special ability, some more useful than others. I don't know, you they... barely use any of them at all, except, like, in their own quest. Yeah, well, some you can use in other people's things to make it go faster, but it's not necessary. Like, for... I'll just give an example of the knight. Um, his ability is that he can be invulnerable, but he can't move. So he works as kind of a distraction. It's very good for going down long distances. Because like, you normally take fall damage and, like, die. But he can just well, I mean, you, jump like down and get invincible. games die where you just go back to where you were last. Well, yeah, but you can, you know, go down big distances and yeah. not die. Mm-hmm. Where's the fun in that? And there aren't really They're not any dying fun. Well, I mean, there's like a big monster thing, so you have to trick into doing stupid things. Yeah, I know, but nothing. You don't have any way to directly attack anything or defend against yeah. anything. Mm. And it it's a 2D puzzle platformer that feels like a point and click. Oh no, I used. I mean, in the way so. that it works. Uh. Like you get this to do this to unlock this to go there. And sometimes they feel a little bit weird. Yeah. They're just not very apparent. Hmm. Yeah, honestly, I thought that it was a pretty dull game. Like, not <laughs> all... <that>. Who? What? <laughs> Sorry, I'll get back to you guys in a sec. Okay. Man, Ian's got so... all the women just, you know, pounding down his door. <laughs> Let's see, where hey, was no. I? <laughs> um, you were right, talking about cause how... Because, like... Kind of... cause, like You'd find an item, and then you'd have to go through, like, the entire map to find out, like, what you have to use it for. And It's pretty much a lot of searching for the right thing and did knowing ever, when to use what item. Did you ever have to, like, backtrack a bunch to get an yes. item that you missed? Oh, well, my gosh. Well, I mean, like, if you found an item, but then you thought it wasn't important, so you dropped it. <laughs> uh, I mean, not cool. everything that you need is in that level. You can't go back to a previous level, it's just that one area. Yeah. So it's not terrible, but it does take a long time to walk from here to here, 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 here. Yeah, but you do have three different people to control, so if you just, like, leave each of them in different sections, Mm -hmm. then it's not that hard. But it really is meant to be played as a co-op game. Oh, it is? I mean, we're... Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it needs, like, controllers or something. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm getting to that, but well, uh... When we were doing our second playthrough, we both had the same characters, and we were going at the relatively the same time and on Skype. So when one person yeah. would figure out a puzzle, the other one would do it too. But um, yeah, see, that's what we were planning on doing for at least a couple games. One thing that's really annoying though is that you can control the characters with WASD, uh, Q and E, and you can also control them with just the mouse. So I don't see why they didn't make it so that you could have one person on. Wazd and one person on the mouse. And then have, like, some sort of split screen. Yeah, I mean, or even just LAN. You have to have it on the same computer. Yeah. 
So yeah. So wait, there, there's co-op, but it's but there's no multiplayer like on you know over the internet. No. Nope. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah, we that, were gonna play it when he came over like two weeks ago. But, but I forgot. That was the one time where I didn't bring my Xbox, so I didn't have any controllers. <laughs> Silly you. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it's played as co-op, it could actually be fun. I, I mean, yeah, it does have. Nice quirks and comedy to it. Yeah, but it's and the, the narrator voice was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So when you said dull, Caleb, you were meaning more from a gameplay perspective than from a narrative or yes, yes. You know, okay, yeah. And actually, um, there are little uh, collectibles, I guess, in the game called cave paintings. So when you collect one, it shows a picture of or it's like a. Slide with that, uh, with words at the bottom of that character, and you put them all together to figure out their story. Yeah, I know you can also figure out their story pretty well from their specific level. Yeah, but I mean, like we learned a lot about the twins when they went in. I'm not gonna say it because that. I don't think that anybody that that would be listening is actually going. I don't know. Well. Theoretically, I mean, we're we're giving people purchasing uh, advice. Elliot, the story is, like, the best thing that this game has, so let's not spoil it for them. One thing, I'm going to say one thing, it won't spoil anything, but, um, the twins, they're, like, zombified, kind of, so, like, they have the all-white eyes, and they act as one character and such. They they um, look like the Kithkin from, uh, Eventide. Yeah. Yeah, Um, except skinny instead of fat and chubby. (laughs) The weird thing is that when they jump, the... Uh, boy's head, like the top His half of hair it comes kind of off, like jumps up. Which doesn't make any sense from how they died, but... I, I don't get it. Okay, maybe, well, maybe that's just like a graphical glitch or something. No, it's meant. Okay. Either. It's oh. like a little... Whoop. Yeah. So, I mean, I know from, from promotional, materi- promotional materials that, uh, like, the, the cave... In this game, like you, whatever you most desire is at the bottom of it. Yep. Yeah, and, it's and a so trinket you... that you have that like the the guy gives to you after you finished. Okay, and then oh. I also yeah. know that all of the characters are like terrible, terrible people. Very bad. <laughs> like, they, they've oh. all done real. Like they pretty much go into the cave to like kill somebody. Huh. That's most most of them have a murder case. So they make me look like an angel. Or in the scientist case, uh, mass murder. Did you just try to make that into a segue to Devil May Cry? <laughs> Not necessarily. But that could have worked, too. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily trying to... Well, actually, that's a lie. I am trying to kill someone. <laughs> so, um, if you guys were to put a, a reasonable price on it, uh, what, you know, what, what price would you recommend people pay for this game? Pay for this game? Um... Um... I would say five dollars. Yeah, definitely under ten. Under ten. Okay. I mean, if if it had a better co-op, then the fifteen dollar price would be decent. But I'm guessing okay. that the actual console version would be better because I know it's on the Wii U. Yeah, and those those obviously, I mean, you're going to have at least one controller, probably two. Yeah. If you're buying a co-op game on that. Um, yeah. So yeah. That's uh, so. It sounds like the verdict is ten dollars. <laughs> That's about or lower. Yep. And knowing Steam, I mean, it'll be that price pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, now on to mine. DMC, Devil May Cry. All right, uh, out of every... They're out of, like, a scale of 1 to 10. I think I'd give it, like, a 7.5 overall. Uh, it was a fun story, though not nearly long enough. I played it, what, 10 hours is what that says, maybe? I have no idea. Let me just look it up. Eight hours. Eight hours, and I was able to beat the story in eight hours. Huh. Um, the game itself is sort of it's sort of like what I loved about um, uh, Darksiders, but it's a lot more linear. Um, it's a lot more of the legend, or um, not legend, um, uh, like sort of dungeon crawling, going through and um, picking out different items along the way, going through each different dungeon to do so. Um, all that sort of gameplay feel. However, um, at the same time, it, it was a lot more linear than Darksiders was, because in Darksiders, you could go from temple to temple, and there was a big world that you had to explore from place to place. Whereas in DMC, it put you at the beginning of the dungeon, and then it took you out right at the end of the dungeon, and you jumped from one to the other. So it's... If you don't like the waiting time of having to transition between different dungeons, it's great that way. However, if you like the little bit of the story that happened on between there and being able to interact with them that way, um, then that's not quite as good. The game itself, um, gameplay-wise, was pretty nice in that, um, unlike the previous Devil May Cry, this one was actually adapted for the PC, so I could control using WASD um, and then... Q, E, F, V, spacebar, and shift were my other main ones. Shift was dodge, spacebar was jump, V was activate, um, uh, like a demon mode where I got extra strong and had health regen and stuff like that. Um, in the game you found both angelic and demonic weapons. Q lets you use the angelic weapon you had equipped, E let you use the demonic weapon you had equipped, and then the F button was like a heavier attack that would oftentimes knock enemies up in the air. So it could get a little bit awkward, Sometimes, Caleb, stop. What? Um, it it could get a little awkward sometimes when you had to take your hands or or all of my fingers off of the movement buttons in order to hit an attack. Oh, command. that would be weird. Um, like if I was gonna do one of the heavier attacks with either a demonic or an angelic weapon, then I had to um, uh, tap Q and or hold down Q and tap F or hold down E and tap F. Um, so for for fluidity of controls, that wasn't necessarily the best, but it was still kind of nice that way. Um, so is that why you decided to go and try to get a controller to play the game? Yeah. And, I mean, the original Devil May Cry 4, um, the, it made you use the keyboard as if it was a controller. Ew. You weren't using the mouse at all. It was just keyboard. Ooh. So it was four other buttons for the other analog stick? Yeah. Oh my gosh! That is just sad. So that's why I was trying to get a controller after trying to go with that. So they made a series of movement from that to that. Um, I'm happy for them. Uh, and actually, it was it was really nice. The the sword, your main weapon, was the sword, and that was sort of a medium speed, uh, medium damage, well balanced weapon. The demonic weapons were all heavy damage, but a little bit slower, and the angelic weapons were all. Um, were all lighter weapons, usually faster, and were able to clear out large areas of enemies as opposed to just single target. 
one. So it, it had a really a nice adaptive play style for all the diff for all different kinds of players in that way. Um, let's see. As I said, it had a decent storyline. Um, there was a twist at the end, okay. um, but it was so obvious that you would have had to have been more blind and deaf than Helen Keller to be able to miss it. Um, nice metaphor there. Yep. 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 Well, it, it, it was honestly that obvious that that was something like that was going to happen. Um, that I'm not going to say what necessarily, but the whole point of this game is. Um, you play as Dante, uh, and and the world that it, well, no, I'll get to the world that it's in in just a couple moments. Um, but you play as Dante, and you're just living your regular life when all of a sudden you get sucked into this place called Limbo, which is where all the demons live, basically. And so um, they don't live in hell. No, surprisingly, they live they live in Limbo, which is a world that's been basically put inside of ours. Think sort of like multiverse theory, except for the universes are overlaid on top of each other, and when you're in one, if you have special abilities, you can see the other as well. Okay. Or you can sometimes just get fully dragged into one or the other. Stuff like that. Um, so you're you're all of a sudden attacked when you um, get basically saved by this girl who ends up being a human and is a witch. And she takes you to this guy who is the leader of a supposed terrorist group, except for he's um, he's fighting to destroy the guy who's ruling over everything. So he is a terrorist in that sense, but the guy who's ruling over everything is a demon, and he is the demon king. Um, and kind of spoiler, but not really. And you find out like there's a history with your family and the demon king, and that the demon king ended up killing your family and. You're the only one who can kill him because of a certain situation and all that jazz. Sounds like tropes upon tropes upon tropes. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of holes, honestly, from her in the storyline that look like they can be filled up either with DLC or with possibly a sequel. Um, and the ending of the game definitely leaves room for a sequel. So a little frustrating in that there wasn't really any closure. But otherwise, it was pretty good. Uh, the world itself was interesting in that it was modern world, um, and this is this is far different from the other um, Devil May Cry games so far, in that it's, as far as we can tell, a completely modern world. Whereas in the other ones, it was this weird one where it was like middle of the century England, and um, this weird combination of guns and swords were used on a regular basis, whereas in this world it was all modern. It was riot squads with... Um, like how we imagine them today with uh, those sorts of weapons, armor, and everything like that. So how does this Dante work in conjunction with the previous Dantes? Like, is he, is he the same character, but just, like, he's been transposed into a new timeline or something? Or how does that work? I'm not sure, actually. I haven't played enough of the other DMCs. But from what I can tell, this is a completely separate timeline. Okay, so it's more of a reboot of the series than... Yeah. Okay. That makes sense why they changed his hair. Yeah. And I mean, if you, because I pre, or because I bought the game, um, and I think it was a pre thing, I got some skins where I could have made him look like he was the original Dante, but I thought I'd just give him this one just because, hey, why not? <laughs> so, it was fun. Not very original. Like, the, the enemies, there were a few new ones that kept on getting introduced as we went along. 
but for the most part, it just felt like sort of like a hack and slash game where you were fighting the same sorts of enemies over and over and over again. And that gets fun, um, and that or that can be fun, but it also can get really old after a little while. Mm-hmm. Depends on what you like. Yeah, I mean, anything where it has you slicing through storms of demons in my mind is a pretty good game. So price tag. If you're if you were to give it a price tag, what would you give it? Um, I guess I'd say it'd be worth maybe thirty to forty bucks. Okay. For the current bit, because it, it was a it's a well done game, good storyline, the graphics are gorgeous, um, and it runs it runs well on a computer with a semi old graphics card like mine. And it ran with absolutely no problems. And uh, let's see, it took you eight hours to play through. Do you, do you see any value in playing through it again? I think that that's part... I, I forgot to mention this. That's part of what I think that the whole game is sent around, is playing through it again, because there's there's the regular three difficulty levels. There's easy, medium, and hard. Mm-hmm. Then after that, there's an even more advanced hard one, and another one where everything dies with one hit, including Dante. Huh. Whoa. Uber-realistic. Yeah. So... The whole point of the game is to go through and do more playthroughs on different modes. And, like, there's, throughout the game, um, there's these these different doors that can be opened up with keys. Um, And the keys you can't always, for the doors in each level, you can't necessarily find within that level itself. Sometimes you have to go and grab keys from later levels and come back to it, or find keys in earlier levels and come back to the first one. Or you can't necessarily get to places on the first one um, just because of the whole um, uh, uh, brain work. Or you can't get to places on your first playthrough because you don't necessarily have the equipment to do so as of yet. I almost find that annoying. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, with with most story games, I don't really want to play through them again. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's more of a game that's built towards people who are perfectionist type players. They like to go through and get all the different achievements, all the teeny tiny little things that other people pass over. Whereas you and I and most of the people who we have on our show are storyline gamers. We enjoy the telling of a story and the way it's told is the most important thing in the game to us. It's like another thing that sort of feeds into that is at the end of each level there's um, you get ranked on how well you do in that level. Um, on a scale of D to triple S. So it's D, well, like regular grading, um, grading system, D, C, B, A, S, double S, and triple S. And Why are the S's? It's like slaughter, sa- slaughter, sadistic, and then something or another. I don't remember. Something, 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 dark, dark. side. <laughs> I know. I only ever got a triple S um, during... Okay, the most annoying thing is that when you're fighting, you can get uh, you get different um, style points. That's one of the things that you're graded on at the end of the game, or at the end of the level, is your style points. So it's like how cool you looked while doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it goes down if you get hit, obviously, but if you're able to string together a bunch of different combos using different weapons and different attacks, then it goes higher and higher and higher and higher, and I was only ever able to get the triple S on that once. Um, as I said, if it gets hit, you go down. Or if you get hit, then it goes down. But also, once you get hit S, 
it stays at S and it can't drop below S, but it can drop up to, or pop up to double S and triple S, but that can gradually recede back down to an S as time goes on. Huh. Okay. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of um, grading stuff there. Let's see. The three things that you were graded on were, um, uh, as I said, style points, time, like how the amount of time that it took you to get to the level, as well as completion. Throughout the game, uh, as I said, they have those doors and those keys, and if you're able to find all those in a level, then you get completion on there. Another thing that adds to that is there are um, souls around. There are uh, souls that have been basically kicked out of whatever afterlife they were in, and they're just sitting around on the walls, and you have to go and hit them to release them, and so that's another thing that'll add to your completion score. Out of those three things, it gives you a score, which gives you bonus um, white souls, which you use to, which you use to upgrade your abilities and whatnot. Cool. So there you have it. Thirty to forty dollars is a reasonable price. What what does it actually cost? Out of curiosity. Uh, you double check. Is it like fifty or sixty? Store page. Fifty bucks. It's on fifty right now. Yep. Okay, and I think I might have gotten it for uh, cheaper than that. Probably like five bucks cheaper. Yeah. Minus 10%. Yeah. Plus, I got two other Devil May Cry games with it, so. Oh, nice. Okay. I got three and four, so I figured why not. Hmm. Um, So now I'm going to quick review the Assassin's Creed 3 King Washington, or the Tyranny of King Washington Episode 1 DLC. So. I'll be right back. I need to go on around really quick. All right, cool. So. this was an alternate timeline uh, DLC for Assassin's Creed 3, uh, which means apparently that uh, you know our the the Connor from from our world just gets transplanted into this alternate reality somehow. There's no absolutely no explanation for it, and so he's just as confused as you know you are about what's going on. Um, but obviously, uh, you know we 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 so the basic the basic plot line here is that. George Washington has gotten his hands on a couple of pieces of Eden, and they've corrupted him, and he's just declared himself king and is just, you know, wreaking havoc all over colonial America after we, you know, got our independence from the British. Um, So I had been looking forward to this DLC a lot, uh, and so I got it right away when it came out. And, um, uh, yeah, so bottom line is, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed 3 was a pretty open game, right? Um, you know, there, there were, the only linear parts were the, uh, you know, the, the main plot line related missions. Um, and the thing about this DLC is that it was just one big long plot line related mission. It took me about, I think an hour and a half to finally get to an area where I could just wander around and do whatever I wanted. But the only, the only things that I could do in that area were like, you know, open a few chests and, you know, every once in a while I came across a convoy that I could beat up and free a few people who were captive. Um, so there, there weren't even, like, any, like, proper side quests. There were just some, like, side things that I could do if I felt like, you know? Um, the, uh, the, world, the world was kind of interesting to wander around in, though, because it was so different from the same exact world that I'd been wandering around in before. Um, you know, it, it was a lot more... A lot, more gruesome. Uh, there were a bunch of like you know dead horses laying around, and like 
you know, some guys like hanging from trees on the sides of the roads. And it was all like, wow, how did this happen in America? Um, America. Uh, yeah. The, um, I was going to say something. What was I talking about? Oh yeah. Um, so the world was, the world was pretty interesting. Um, the, the storyline was pretty good. Um, I was expecting, I was expecting kind of more, uh, you know, getting to see King Washington more, but I think that that's going to come in uh, in later episodes because there are three episodes mm. to this to this storyline. Um, when I first started out playing, I had completely forgotten what the control scheme for for Assassin's Creed was, and since I had reinstalled the operating system on my computer since the last time, the buttons were all remapped to their default settings, and I couldn't figure out how to do anything. So I was fumbling around trying to fight people without blocking them because I couldn't figure out which button was the block button, and it was just it was terrible. Um, so I had to spend like a good five minutes like remapping those and figuring out what each button did. And it didn't help that, you know, in the menu, the, the, the button that is both use and block is just labeled use. So I, it, you know, I had no indication that it was block. Um, but yeah, I figured that out eventually. And after that, I was just, you know, beating the crap out of people. Um, they give you a couple of new powers in this, in this alternate timeline. So like you, you go and you drink this tea, um, that like it gives you some, po- like the power of the wolf which apparently lets you go invisible and, you know, just sneak around invisible. And since this is a, a largely stealth, you know, related game, um, I felt like it was kind of cheap at first, you know, because nobody could see me and I was just, you know, uh, you know, I could do whatever I wanted. Um, they compensated for that a little bit by just, like, throwing more enemies at you and having a few objectives where you, ha- like, you absolutely had to kill people in order to finish those objectives. And so I ended up, you know, in some pretty tough fights because they're, you know, they had, like, these big Scottish guys with axes and, like, you know, some Prussian guys with swords who, you know, they they can block, like, almost all of my attacks and killing them was really, really difficult, especially when, you know, there's tons of them there. Um, And then also they compensated by... uh, throwing guard dogs at me that uh, that could smell me when, even when I was invisible. Um, but of course, you know, the game also gives you a way to get around that. And, um, mm. So yeah, it's I still felt a little overpowered, um, but it was alright. Um, the, the DLC cost ten bucks, and it took me three and a half hours to get through the storyline. Um, I thought I felt like it was really really short because I played through most of it in one sitting and then I didn't I didn't realize how close to the end I was and I played for like a half hour more a few days later and then it was just like oh episode's over and so I I was like oh well okay um but if you consider the fact that you know a lot of people are more than willing to buy a, a $60 game that you know has a 20 hour campaign um then you know, a ten dollars for a th- for a three and a half hour campaign is pretty reasonable. Um, so if you feel like if you feel like you want to wait until it goes on sale, you can do that. But I would say that ten bucks is actually a pretty reasonable price for this DLC. Um, there were a few areas where it was a little glitchy. Like uh, at the beginning, um, I found this guy who who you know his body had absolutely no textures on it, so he's just like this gray like person-shaped object in the world and he's just kind of cowering there and I was like, oh, what are you doing there, you little mannequin man? Um, 
And then there was also this one part where, you know, one of the characters kept shouting at me to get on a horse and follow her. And I'm like, all right, run up to the horse. And I tried to, like, you know, push the button to get on the horse. And then the horse starts running away from me. I'm like, no, come back, horse. And I had to chase it down. And, and then I failed because I was too far away from my target. Um, you know, so then it started over. And, all right, get on that horse. Oh, okay. You know, walk up to the horse. And I got on the horse. And I'm sitting there on the horse. And she's like, get on the horse. And I'm like, I am on the horse. <laughs> Come on, get on the horse. I'm waiting for you to go. <laughs> so it was a little bit glitchy. Um, you know, there were a few bugs, but it, it, it wasn't it wasn't game breaking. Um, yeah. Overall, I had a pretty good time playing it. Um, yeah. And you guys want to ask me any questions about it? <laughs> mm. Mm. Not really. <laughs> Are you bored, Caleb? Uh, I just don't understand why people listen to your podcast. I feel like a lot of our guests say that to us. Mm. Our guests are butts. I thank you. <laughs> well, actually, Elliot, you haven't said it. You haven't said anything bad, so you're you're a wonderful. He person. was thinking it. But he was thinking it. You were right, Elliot. Right, Elliot. What? That was a yes. Maybe. What? Oh. He doesn't like confrontation. He won't, he won't answer. I am a pacifist. He doesn't know how to make decisions. <laughs> With gun and hats. If you're a pacifist, I mean, you can totally just be a medic and get points that way. Yeah. It's doable. But that's assisting in violence. Battle it's medic. Not, it's not <laughs> violent, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I don't have any anything else on the, on the plate for us to talk about. Um, and Ian's gone and his light's turned off. <laughs> so... I think we'll just we'll just kind of end it, and uh, he'll come back and he'll be like, "Where is everybody?" Yeah, okay. <laughs> so thanks for being on the podcast, guys. You're welcome. No problem. Uh, yeah. If you uh, if you ever you know play any other interesting games, just let me know. If you want to be yeah, on the I know, podcast, we both again. got we both got Bit Trip Runner too, and we both have Natural Selection too. So yeah, I haven't downloaded that yet. <laughs> exactly. You should. I'm sure we'll be seeing more of you guys. Of course. So thanks for listening, all of you listeners, and uh, have a good week, everybody. Okie dokie. Ah, crap, school starts tomorrow. Now off to play some Hat Simulator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you guys are annoying. What? All right, thank you. Ryan, did you actually hit the end button? <laughs> Don't play with your balls in the hallway. Mm-hmm.